it looks like maybe a foot of snow fell last night. I got up really early this morning. I was up at like four and went out to get some wood for the wood stove. And there's like a foot of nice, soft, fluffy snow outside. It's so beautiful. This is a show about jewelry. Why we wear it, why it matters, how it's made, and what it means. I'm Alex D, and I turn cannabis into gold. I make mind-blowing jewelry in gold, silver, and platinum from cannabis plants here in Canada for stage, screen, for people who want to rock crazy jewelry. I'm the Cannabis Goldsmith. So I, I got this huge log in the woodshed. It's it was it's like the size of 20 logs. It's like a giant slice of a tree. And uh, I thought, man, this is going to burn for a while. So I could barely lift it. It's hardwood, like ash from a tree we chopped down in the, in the summertime here on the property. And I could barely get it into the house and into it. It barely fit inside the wood stove. It just, 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 you know, got in the, in the wood stove and it's burning now. So I've got maybe a nice four hours of, of relaxation while that log is, is, um, carbonizing the atmosphere. Anyway, today I want to talk about, uh, about, uh, I don't really have too much to talk about today, but I, this is when I, whenever I say that, you, you can't shut me up. So I wanted to talk a bit about Valentine's Day and what I think about it. And it's, it's used to be a huge day in the jewelry industry. I mean, it gives, it gives gift givers a, a reason to give something to somebody else. I guess that's the uh, that's the the commercial sense of it. It's like you know whether it's a Valentine's Day card or a diamond ring or a, or a piece of jewelry of any kind or a dozen roses or or uh, you know the old tradi- traditional schmaltzy box of chocolates in the shape of a heart or none of that stuff. Uh, that that's all boring. It's really boring, um, and. I don't know anyone who really likes that stuff, except for, you know, the, the retail stores selling it. But I, I want to tell you a different way to think about this. Even if you've forgotten about Valentine's Day, you know, okay, it's coming up. I have someone in my life who I love a lot. Let's say, uh, let's say you're a, you're a woman, you have a boyfriend who, who you love a lot, but Men are notoriously hard to buy gifts for because we're so, I mean, we have everything we need, right? Or we say we do, but we, we don't really. But we say we, we're, you know, self-sufficient. We have everything we need. We don't need anything else. But we really would like to get an amazing gift from a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whoever that special friend of yours is. I mean, Valentine's Day, that's what it's all about, getting a special a special, it's not the, it's not the gift, but it's the thought, right? I mean, that's kind of, everyone knows that, right? But think about it for a second. It's like, you have to think about the person. You have to think about what, from their perspective, you know, what do they want? 
what would they like? And this is why most people get, can't, can't do it because it's just like, you're not them. You're buying something for you that you think they might like. So, you know, I've solved that problem here at Tribe for you. You, you just have to engage the recipient of the gift in the process of the gift. And what I mean by that is, is like, for example, okay, email me. It's like, okay, I have this boyfriend who smokes weed. He enjoys cannabis. Maybe he, uh, you know, he lives in a legal state in the States or he lives in Canada. He loves cannabis after he gets off work. You know, we both do. You know, maybe maybe you're a couple who enjoys cannabis now and again. And the secret to a Valentine's Day gift for the boyfriend would be emailing me and saying, okay, um, here's my budget. And what do you suggest for the boyfriend? What do you suggest something cannabisy, cannabis themed for for my boyfriend? And what I say is, okay, this is what we can make him. And let me engage him in the process. So I contact the boyfriend and say, okay, your girlfriend has just contacted us and we're, we're going to make you an amazing piece of jewelry. And um, I need to know some stuff from you, like your ring size or your brace, your wrist size, or, or if, it, if it's a bracelet or if it's a pendant. Like, you know, I start engaging the boyfriend in discussion about how we're going to make this piece for him that his girlfriend has bought him. And so, see, this is so much different than just buying something at a shop and giving it giving it to the person who you don't even know if they're going to. Well, first off, it's going to be like everyone else's because all that shit is all mass produced. And what we do is, is individual. So, but anyway, back to the boyfriend, you know, when they get an email from me, it's like, okay, um, uh, they get engaged. They get engaged in the process of designing their own piece. Right. When I'm asking them all the questions about, stuff and and then we're we're building it and I'm sending photographs to them of it being built it creates a level of excitement about about the gift that the girlfriend the giver they're benefiting from this right they're they're getting they're getting their their partner or their boyfriend an amazing gift and not only that they're giving them the experience of it being made and what we do with the most of the stuff we make is we document it as we design it and make it. And, um, and we provide a little video at the end of it. We can and to a client that shows how it was made and the thinking behind it, you know, why we did it. And I'll put an example of one of those uh, in the show notes here. It's, it's a link to our Instagram account, which, you know, I post to now and again. And, uh, Follow us if you can, because we do need more followers. Um, but look at the link in the show notes today, and you'll see this. You'll see this an example of a video we made for a client who, who got something for his girlfriend. Yeah, engage the engage the person in the design, and it makes it an exciting thing. It's rather than just opening a, a box and and you know getting what's inside that that was, you know at at a shop a few minutes earlier. Now, whether it's like a $500 gift or, you know, a $10,000 gift, I mean, anything in that range, 
we can do this for and we do you know it's it's we enjoy telling people about what we do here and it brings them into the process it makes it exciting it makes it it makes the piece when they finally get it it has story it has narrative it has it's theirs already even before they get it they because they know it's been made for them so that's how to save valentine's day if you've even forgotten to to if you're if you're lost at, as as to what to get i mean contact me send me an email and um, describe your partner and if they're a cannabis aficionado if they uh if they consume it for medical reasons like I do, or, or if, they, if they're a recreational user, our products are, are exactly right for them. So Valentine's Day, email me and, and let's talk and, and we can make something just incredible for your partner. All right, what am I working at in the studio today? I finished that, the, um, the, unicorn the baby unicorn horn pendant i finished the the bale on the top i haven't hallmarked it yet because i'm still shooting photographs of it i'm going to put some up on the website there's a photograph uh there's a short video of this piece uh, i'll put a link in the show notes to it it turned out really well i'm i'm like amazed from from a drawing from an idea to a drawing to to the creation of the baby unicorn horn and the um, and the the finding the huge thing to hold it onto a chain. I mean, it's massive, like a chain. I guess a three quarter inch diameter chain can go through the, the the bale on this thing. It's 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 meant to be worn on a hip hop stage or at the Met Gala or or somewhere where you 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 just blow people away with an amazing jewelry piece. I mean, this jewelry piece will be featured in in magazines because it's just so. It's so crazy. Like um, if you're wearing this somewhere, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna ping loudly. Let's just say. So look at the piece. It's uh, the links in the show notes. But what am I doing uh, uh, in the studio today? I'm I'm photographing more of that, and also I've uh, this David Lynch documentary. The art life is still resonating with me. I'm still thinking about it. I saw it like three weeks ago. And it's still hitting. Like, it's incredible. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you get like that, but if you see a, a film and it just, it just kind of, and it's not like flashbacks, but I'm getting these, these um, impressions of David Lynch just sitting in the chair looking and staring into space for like two minutes. There's like a lot of that in the documentary. It's like he's sitting in this chair looking out into nothing, right? With a cigarette in his hand or whatever. It looks like nothing is going on, but his process is going on. That's that's where the ideas are coming from. He's just sitting there in the chair, and the ideas are kind of are like there's this whirlpool of ideas that are like just coming to the surface, and he's just sitting there looking, staring into space. And I do this too. I guess all artists do this. You know, we sit in a chair and we look out. Like I do it in the morning. Like this morning, I was sitting in the chair, like you know, wondering when the snowplow would be coming down the street. And, uh, and it's just like, started thinking about all kinds of designs and stuff. I guess that's how we do it. You know, as artists, that's where the ideas come from. They just, we have to just sit still for a second and, and look out into the world and, and 
be quiet and the ideas will come. So anyway, David Lynch has been resonating with me still after all this time, uh, that documentary. So if you haven't seen it, see it. And it might resonate with you also. But what I'm doing in the studio today, I'm, I've decided I, I'm, you know, I'm going to try some different, different techniques in, in making products. Like I've got these design techniques that I've developed over the last five years since we started working with cannabis that are, that are kind of, I, I've worked out a, a method to do what we, we do with the plant in jewelry and different methods, but for different types of leaves and stuff like that. But, but anyway, I, I've got to figure it out, but I, I want to do more. And so I've got, I, I, I ordered this stuff. It's like a kind of rubber material that I'm going to laser and I'm going to try and make patterns in it. And then the patterns I'm going to transfer into silver or gold on the outside. Like a, um, think of it as a molding material but I'm going to use a laser beam and I'm going to be cutting it in different ways and shapes and designs and, and, uh, and then also manually too. So it'll be mixed, um, a mixed way of cutting this, this rubbery stuff. And then from there, what I'm going to do is use wax on top of that, that material to get a wax master of whatever I carve into it. And then from that, be able to make a ring or pendants or different things out of out of that but what i really want to do is uh, uh, use laser and use organic manual designs so what what i mean by that is i'll, I'll be drawing designs out or taking photo some of my photographs of the plant for example and then converting that into into art that the laser can expose on this material this rubber material and then from that i'm going to get sheets of like i say either are going to be hot melted wax or or resin or something and create um models and then from that work uh, into metal and make pieces so i have no idea right now uh other than that i have no idea what the actual designs are going to be yet but over the last two years, I've been like photographing the plants as they grow here. And I've been capturing every, every second of their lives, basically. So I have this huge library of, you know, high resolution photography against different backgrounds, like uh, white or dark or whatever, um, that can be used in designs like this. And also, you know, hand drawing with ink and then scanning that and then having that impressed into the rubber material. Now, I could do this in silver directly or into gold directly with a laser, but that's not what I want to do. I want to I want to I want to add some other steps in between that. And I think that's where the magic's going to happen where you get a kind of look that's an organic look. This is the reason I don't like 3D printing. I just don't like the way it looks too machine. It looks too mass-produced. And it is, frankly, mass-produced if it's 3D printed. You know, It's coming from a mass-produced design or a design that could be mass-produced after it's made once. So I like these processes where 
where we make our pieces individually, that each one is a little bit different, each one has uh, its characteristics, its, its narrative, its own story about how it's made, and often it comes with a video for the client to see how it was made and, and why and what it means. And I think that's really important for jewelry, for something that you're going to rock on your body, on your person. And uh, even more importantly, if you're a star or if you're a musician or somebody uh, who's in the limelight or in the spotlight, you you want to make you want to make a big impression, and you don't want to look like the someone else, right? You you don't want to look like the guy who wore this the thing the same thing at last year's show because it was it was loaned by the the jewelry brand last year too. So you want something different, right? I know the Met Gala is coming up. I'm I'm thinking, oh God, like what 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 is going to be happening there? But our pieces would work there too. You know, the unicorn, baby unicorn horn would work fabulously there on an outfit, I'm sure. Um, but I I've been thinking about the award shows. You know, I, I reviewed a couple of weeks ago too. I reviewed the um, the Golden Globes. And then since then, there's been two more award shows. There's the, been the Critics' Choice and some other award show I've already forgotten about. And and you know what? There was no jewelry at the, on those shows. There was none. And the contrast was like, I mean, I looked at it. Let's see, this, I, I thought, I'm not even going to do reviews of the jewelry there. And then I saw there wasn't any. So it looks like either the brands just pulled their jewelry from those shows or they're only focusing on one or two shows a year. Maybe they're they're trying to get their shit together for the Academy Awards or the Met Gala coming up. But really, you know, um, seeing no jewelry on the stars at these at these award shows was very weird. They really looked underdressed. Uh, but this is a perfect opportunity to, you know, wear your own stuff. If you're not getting it for free from some jewelry brand, you can dig into your own stuff if you have it and, and rock it. And that's where we come in because we can make something that will blow people's minds. Anyway, I'm in the studio working today, working with this. I'm going to take some photographs. I'm going to work with this rubber uh, for a bit and um, see if I can get it to do what I want it to do. It might not even be able to do this, right? Like, and, and then it might be entirely toxic working with it. So I'm going to be wearing a respirator and stuff just to, just to be safe and uh, not, not breathe any of this in as I'm burning it, just to, to, to see if I can do what I'm, I'm trying to do with the, with the tool, with the material to create the designs that I want. I've been thinking a lot about about this year in in the design, the jewelry designs I where I want to go with stuff. I want to get more even more experimental. I want to use more different materials than than just metals, but I want to start incorporating other materials, but you know, not so much gemstone materials, but maybe, you know, uh, maybe some some I've got some stuff here. I've got lots of jade here, good BC jade here. I've always wanted to make a belt buckle out of jade, like solid jade. I don't know if it's strong enough. I got to contact my um, 
my cutter in Toronto and ask him if it can, if it can deal, you know, if the jade that I have, the slices that I have can deal with, with being a belt buckle without cracking or whatever. Uh, if they get, if you lean against the counter, for example, on your belt buckle, you don't want it to crack, right? In half or something like a shatter. I have to ask him about them, whether the material can do that, right? So I'm going to be running tests on, on that idea and also tests on the jade itself because I want to, I want to engrave the jade with a laser beam with our industrial laser. So I want to see if that's even doable. So there's lots of like, a lot of art is experimentation. A lot of it's trying stuff out that fails. These are like trial and error processes that artists do to come out with ideas that work in the end, that 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 end up in the piece, the finished piece. They're the, the kinds of experiments that that are needed in order to create that wow effect when you see the piece, the artist's painting or their piece of jewelry or whatever you you go, wow, like, you know, you don't even know how they could have made it, right? Or how, how they did it, you start wondering how they made it. And that that kind of thinking is, is what happens when an artist like, it just commits fully to a design and, and realizes that, like, when you see, when you see a painting like that, it stops you, or if you look at a piece of jewelry like that, you go, you know, it doesn't have to have a huge diamond in it or anything either. It just has to have a design that 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 strikes deeply, and and I, you know that's what I try and achieve. I mean, we have a leg up on everybody anyway because we make jewelry that is cannabis themed, and um, you know that's that's good, right? Like, I I think that's fantastic, and so does everyone else I know, and I I I think that's that's why we have the leg up, you know. We, we're working with nice inspiration, shall I say, in order to make the pieces that we make. So anyway, that's what I'm just a ramble today because there's a big snowstorm. I'm going to shovel my way to the studio and I'm going to start working on these rubber, this rubber, these rubber tests. I'm also looking at other metals this year. I'm, I've got a lot of alu, uh, aluminum, aluminum here. Um, I don't like it in jewelry. But I see people using it in jewelry, so I I don't know I, I don't like it in jewelry. It, but but I'm I'm being drawn to it for some reason. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I've seen it incorporated with gemstones, and it looks pretty cool. With like if you put gemstones, if you set them in aluminum, aluminium. I, I've seen some modern pieces like that. I don't know. I probably won't go there because we're a precious metals company, but but we'll see. Anyway, but today I'm going to try, I'm going to draw out some designs. I'm going to scan them. I'm going to laser them onto this material, see what happens. Wearing full respirators and having the ventilation turned up full blast to suck any fumes out. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to make like reverse impressions of it in clay to see what it looks like. And if it works, if it goes according to plan, then designs will start being made using that process, I think. I'll start working on the designs using the, the rubber the rubber zap method. We'll have to figure out a good name for it. Yeah, the award shows. Fuck, man. I was thinking watching the 
watching just a flash through the pictures of the uh, Critics' Choice Award shows. And I was thinking, Jesus, Hollywood is fucked. They're fucked. I've, I know I've said that on the podcast before. But this huge system that they built up over generations, like to to find starlets and make them stars and then market them and groom them to be famous and star dudes, like um, create these impressions of, of movie stars and then put them in movies and then, you know, make products like um, toys around them or... or this whole system that was geared up to make to make millions and millions and millions of dollars for the studios using people, using stars as pawns, basically, as just faces to do that with. Um, that, whole, that whole industry has collapsed. It's in a state of collapse now. And, you know, the strikes... The actor's strike and the writer's strike, you know, only sort of underlined the state of despair, I think, in Hollywood. I mean, the Hollywood people are, are understanding now that that everything is different. They're like the journalists of old, the newspaper people, the people who worked at the newspapers, who suddenly realized that everything had changed and... and it's not going to be the same way anymore. You know, there's not going to be a big movie star, you know, every, every few years created by the Hollywood studios to sell, sell movie tickets. Nobody even buys movie tickets anymore. Like nobody goes to movies anymore in theaters. Like that's all, it's all changed, right? All the, all the content, the movie, the television content is all being, controlled now by streaming companies and the biggest are are bigger than everyone else like combined i think i mean it's it's everything has changed it's like tech companies are running it now and the art if there was art in it and i think there was i mean there was art in hollywood there were creative people that are working to to make money for the studios and um and they did, and some of the creativity is just exceptional. The mo the movie industry, well, you know, I'm 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 not shitting on it. I'm shitting on it now because it's not what it was. But back then, it it was doing, it was making people, it was entertaining people. But at the same time, it was almost like an insidious kind of structure, you know, created an artificial structure. That's now gone. So what's going to happen with all this? What's going to happen to these award shows? Nobody even watches them anymore. I don't even know why I watch them. But uh, yeah, I look for the jewelry. That's that's why I watch them. But I don't think anyone else watches them. Do they? Like that whole that whole thing is is fucked. It's finished. Um, the entertainment landscape. The shape of it is completely changed. It's completely changed. And they are like the newspapers in a digital world. They're, they're fucked. And they have to figure out what to do. So it's going to be interesting to watch, interesting to see. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of big stars selling products because, because there won't be any big stars anymore. There'll be a whole bunch of little stars. And maybe they'll be able to sell products in their own little areas, but... I don't think it's going to be Elizabeth Taylor type shit.
but you never know. Anyway, today's show was just a pure ramble of, of stuff coming from Alex D. Again, if you've forgotten Valentine's Day, or if you're lost and your your partner is somebody who enjoys cannabis or uses it medically or whatever, and you think they'd love a cannabis-themed gift, send me an email and we can make something for them special. And look, it, they don't have to... They don't have to get it by Valentine's Day, which I know is only a few weeks away from now. But we can contact them on Valentine's Day and say, look, your partner, your partner has commissioned us to make you something. So this way, you're not going to be late for Valentine's Day. And two, your partner is going to be really excited about this. Trust me. Anyway, that's it for me. Alex D. here in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, Canada. The wood stove is blazing. The snow is falling softly. There's about a foot of it out there that I have to shovel to get to the studio to start smoking rubber sheets to make amazing jewelry. The Cannabis Goldsmith is produced by Tribe Communications, Inc. in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, Canada. You can see what we do at tribe.ca. Send us an email, alexd at cannabisgoldsmith.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Cannabis Goldsmith.